Hello, hello, and welcome to a playoff fucking edition of the NBA on the Pick and Play podcast. And today, we are rejoined by Zell, and as always, we got Leo, and we're going to break this fucking thing down next. Zell, Leo, how we doing? How you guys feel about this? Look, man, I I sweated a couple nights ago until the last second. Uh, LeBron and them boys made me, they made me real nervous, especially AD. Uh, But we made it through, and and now I'm excited. I'm excited for some playoff basketball, finally. Look, man, I'm happy to be here. I haven't been here since 2013. So the fact that we're just here, the Knicks made it, it's a win already for me. Whatever round we get knocked out, I'm just happy we made it. So I'm feeling excellent. Garden going to be rocking. I'm glad you say that because I um, think it's going to be the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be the first round. But, we're gonna, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll get into those predictions. We're going to get into those predictions. So what we're going to do is take a, a trip around the horn here. We're going to go from the NBA Western Conference to the NBA Eastern Conference. We're going to spend about five, six minutes on each breakdown, have everyone give what they expect. But before we go any further, let's take a look at how we pick these play-in games. Uh, we all, all of us, yes, all of us, had Charlotte mm-hmm. making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they did not. They did not make it. We have we have found they did not make it. Uh, we all have Golden State making it. They play tonight, and uh, I went on a limb and said San Antonio's going to make it. Uh, you both said that's crazy. It was crazy. San Antonio looked fucking terrible. Uh, and then me and Leo had the Wizards making it. Zell, you said no. Across the board, the only per- person without a blemish so far is Leo, so congratulations to you. Why, thank you, why, thank you. The Warriors just need to finish it off, and, and then we'll be happy. Because let me tell you, not even Donovan Mitchell's family wants to watch Jazz versus Grizzlies, so we really need this Jazz Warriors series. Now, and let's go ahead and stick right in there. We both, well, all three of us believe that the Golden State Warriors are going to make it into the eighth seed they play tonight, and they will be playing the Utah Jazz uh, I don't think we have any word on when Donovan Mitchell's going to come back. And even if he does come back right now, I don't know what shape we're getting him in. So, Zell, what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, I actually did. I think I read something earlier that he's, like, scheduled to be back for game one. Um, so, it's, I, it really depends who makes it. So, if Golden State makes it, um, I would say Jazz in six. Um especially if Mitchell's playing from game one. He might not be 100%, got to work himself back into game shape, but I just think he, they've been playing without him for so long, especially like towards the end of this season. It wasn't like they were playing without him in December and things like that, but they've got to flow on what, you know, Clarkson, Ingles, um, Conley's been playing better with them this season. You know, Gobert just roaming down there in the paint. So I, I say Jazz and six. Leo, how are you feeling about this? Uh, as long as it's the Warriors, then I think I agree. Uh, with with Zell here, I can't say that. I don't know. I don't think this series matters this much. I don't think that either of these teams are going to be there in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like Jazz in six. I think 
If there's no Donovan Mitchell, the reason I'm um, a little wish-washy right now is because if Donovan Mitchell's not there, I kind of want to pick the Steph Curry upset. So I, yeah. I want to know a little bit more about how Mitchell's feeling. But if Mitchell's out there and he's playing, then I got the Jazz in six. That's about where I am. I'm a, I, 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 I am still a little worried about what Utah is. I get that they get through the regular season. We've seen this. We saw this last year, and then they got – they uh, what were they up three one to Denver and Denver came back and won three in a row, uh, and that was that incredible Murray versus uh, Donovan Mitchell. They were just shooting out nonstop. I just when I look at Utah, I have, they have like a team full of B plus players, and then when I look over at uh, Golden State, I'm like, well, you have like a all time pantheon great in Curry, but the cupboard is kind of bare after that. Like Kevon Looney. Um, Draymond Green scored two points in that Laker game. Two. He offensively is zero input. Oh, oh I don't know. As a score, he has zero input. Yes. But as a, yeah, all about this. As, say, a, as score. a score, he's. And. But he facilitates well for them. And the offense, like, he sets up the offense real well for He fucking team. better do everything else well. <laughs> like, ev- everyone. Fucking townhouses and shit. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So everyone does this. Like, I have this conversation with all my friends here. And I go, hey, uh, man, Draymond Green, he is just giving you zero offensively. And you're like, well, that's not true. He's setting up the offense. He's doing this. I'm like, look, back off. He got two fucking points. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. Two points. No, I'm not. You can facilitate all day. The same amount of assists Uh. per game as Chris Paul. Okay, and how many points is Chris Paul averaging? Fifteen. So you're getting Chris Paul like crazy. Uh, You lose by three. You give your team two points. Look, I'm with you. He's not a great scorer. I just think that you're selling him short. Not a a score. Offense third in the league in assists per game. I mean, he facilitates. Okay, that's fine. He is two points away from being not just not a great scorer, but not a scorer at all. <laughs> and 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 that's that's you know this is a playoff game. This was the big moment. Um, so you know I don't know what we're gonna get with Draymond. I don't know who else comes out of this. Uh, I think that Curry can try to shoot him into this and win maybe one or two. I'm also going Utah in six. If it's the Grizzlies, do y'all feel any? If it's the Grizzlies, then I'm taking Utah in five. Okay. Yeah, okay. either four or five. Yeah, I I, I don't. I I respect Ja and Dylan Brooks and Valanciunas uh, and Jackson Jr. to give them a game, but they they no, they match up wise. At least Gobert can match up with Valanciunas, uh, who's been playing real well as yeah. of late and. Utah will just put the clamps on them other than that. So I'll give Ja a game. All right. I'm also going Utah in six. I'm going to give Curry two respectful wins. Uh, but I'm also not going to be completely shocked if they get blown out and it's like a five-game series and it's not close. I mean, Curry is going to have to do a fuckload. And even if he does, I you know, I don't want to put too much on it. The Lakers did play incredible defense in that comeback win. Um, but Andrew Wiggins also – Play, like, if you just saw Andrew Wiggins from the first half of that Lakers-Golden State game, you'd be pretty – you're like, this Andrew Wiggins guy, first-round pick, this guy's pretty good. If you were just, like, dropped out of Mars. I don't know if you're going to get him to play that well for any more games. See, the thing, if we get Warriors and Jazz, we know how the Warriors play. We know it's going to rain threes whether they go in or whether they don't. But with the Jazz, they hit more threes, I believe, than any team in NBA history this year. So – 
Yeah. We know how that goes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just want to know in that kind of series where it's Steph shooting, you know, in a shootout versus Bogdanovich and, you know, and those kind of guys over there in Utah, if those threes dry up, you can't shoot outshoot Steph Curry for seven games, I don't think. No. No, I, uh, no one's been able to do that in, like, the history of time. Uh, Steph Curry's the best shooter ever. Um, flipping over, next game. Here's some, you know, we actually got some decent bubble rematches here brewing. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. This is where everyone thought Luka was going to be the runaway favorite for the MVP this year after his series with the Clippers. I'm going to start off here. Uh, I've, got the, I've got the Clippers in four again. I'm gonna kind of run it back the same Damn, way it was. Four? Yeah, I Sheesh. think it's, I, I don't think it's gonna be that close. I really think that I think the Clippers. Well, I'll I'll give Luca one. I'm gonna move it to five. I think the Clippers are legit. I think the Clippers are ready to fucking go this year. I think they've been coasting most of the time. And I think Dallas has just struggled all the way around the board. Who knows? Playoff Luca again. I'm gonna go Clippers in five. And when they turn around and suck and they get bounced by the Mavericks, I'm gonna ask them to relocate out of L.A. <laughs> Zell, you go ahead. Zell, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I was going to say Clippers in 5-2. I just think from the bubble last year, I mean, Paul George talked about it. Mentally, he wasn't there. They, Him and Kawhi hadn't played many games throughout that regular season, and the bubble atmosphere just wasn't right for them. Um, I think they're going to be more focused going into this playoffs. They wanted that um, – four or five um, spot. So I definitely think that they're going to beat them in five. Luca had to do so much in the bubble last season just to keep them afloat and keep them competitive. And he was cooking Paul George, Kawhi, whoever the hell was on him. So I honestly think hopefully they, you know, just take that as they need to go out and show that they're two of the best perimeter defenders in the league and, you know, have Luca overworked. And I'm going to say Clippers in five also. Leo finish it off all right i'm getting spicy with you guys i got the mavs in seven. Oh. i got the mavs in Ooh. seven all right hold on this is contingent on kp's health all right I, I, this is assuming that healthy kp is showing up and the indications are that kp's ready to roll mm-hmm. for game one uh as long as kp is out there and he's healthy and he's playing I think Luka gets revenge for last year. I think if Luka's the player that we think he is, I don't think he's losing to this team twice. Um, I know that the Clippers, I actually kind of felt like the Clippers had a sneaky uh, finals run in them. I didn't like the way they ended their season, though. They kind of, they played the bracket game, tried to avoid the Lakers. I I don't respect teams that do that kind of stuff. So I think that uh, Luka gets them up out of there. Luka averages a 30-point triple-double. Mavs win in seven. Here's the thing. They didn't try to dodge the Lakers. They actively dodged the Lakers. They actively dodged. And the funniest part about it to me is two years ago when they're talking about relocating and how they got, you know, they got all these big baddies now and they're not going to be intimidated by the Lakers. And then here you go. Here it is. You get a chance to play the Lakers. They're probably at the worst you're going to get them because they're not healthy. They're disjointed. Here they are. And the Clippers went, I'm good. Omar coming, and they they just they just <laughs> fled the streets. Hey, no, that's his block. I'm just playing. I'm just playing here. I mean, if you're a Clipper fan, and I'm talking to the one person out there, I don't understand <laughs> how you can feel co- like. Could you imagine your team dodging the bully on the block, and then you're like, "That's my team. 
that's that's my team. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't respect the team that goes into the playoffs doing that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the momentum that you want going into the playoffs. And on the other end, the Mavs are kind of surging into the playoffs. So, I know it's bold, and I know I'm probably going to look stupid in two weeks. Mavs in seven is what I got, though. Mavs in seven, he says. We got our first upset of the pod. All right. Here we go, Leo. Let you lead it off. Lakers versus Phoenix Suns. Good-hearted Phoenix Suns. How often can you say that the seven seed is probably favored over the two seed i feel like that doesn't that almost never happens i can't think of a time at least off the top of my head now yeah like, never when was the last very time rare we were in this scenario look you know who i'm going with i'm going with the la lakers i think that they're gonna win what this one. <laughs> yeah right shocker <laughs> <laughs> no way i think no that they won this way. one at six i'm not gonna disrespect phoenix i think phoenix has enough firepower to make it a series and I think that the Lakers, they still need a little bit more time to shake the rust off. I don't think the play-in game was enough. I don't think they're just going to start off the playoffs at 100% speed. So uh, I'm going to give the Suns a couple games, but I do think Lakers in six. Yeah, I, I like Lakers in six, too. Um, Chris Paul is not going to go out without a fight. And you know he, you know him and Bron being friends, he's going to try to want to dog him on the court. And he's going to rally those guys, Booker, McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Aiton. I just see there is no way that DeAndre Aiton and Frank Kaminsky are going to be able to put up with AD and Drummond and Montrezl Harrell. Like, I don't see it happening. So I'll I'll give them two games um, just because I respect what they did this season. I respect how Monty and CP3 has them playing together as a unit. I'm on both ends of the floor, but in the end, just Bron and AD and Drummond, those big men that they have, there's going to be too much. For Man, don't even say Drummond's name the way he's been playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't even say his, the way he's been playing. I don't want to hear nothing Re- about Drummond. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> Rebounding, and he's just a body out there. Offensively, he just he, – yeah, he's – You he's will the, not see Drummond play meaningful minutes in any game that they think they have to win. Uh, at – you saw it down the stretch. You think going to be out there? You saw, I think that I, – I, look, I hope. the death lineup we all know exists is Anthony Davis at the five. We know it exists. They do it when they have to win. They'll rotate Gasol in. They started getting better when they got drumming the fuck out of there. That guy is only good for clogging the lane, and that doesn't really work with a team that wants to cut to the lane so much. Um, I got Lakers in five. I really think that – this is another Chris Paul team. I don't think they have another level. I think you get Chris Paul at 100% always. That's the great thing about this guy is he takes every game fucking dead serious. Uh, I think that they're just going to be overmatched here. Uh, the Warriors had a lot of that star power. The Lakers had the first quarter where they're trying things out. The Lakers will still be trying things out here. I just think that the big guy down low for the, the Phoenix Suns here is going to be DeAndre Ayton. If you want to get Drummond some minutes and let AD and Bron rest, you can take advantage of that. Um, I don't. I think you're going to see a lot less Schroeder. I think you'll see a lot more Caruso. They they might have a second year where they, they say, Schroeder, go ahead and try to get buckets. Um, I, I think what the Suns have done is great this year. It's a goddamn sickening draw for them to be like, oh, nice, with a two seed. Who do we play? And they're like, oh, the champions. Fuck me. Um, but that's just the way the fucking cookie crumbles. So I'm going to go Lakers in five. So before we move on, I want to ask Zell something. I saw a rumor, maybe not a rumor, maybe just, mm-hmm. you know, people talking shit. But it was interesting to me. They say that, you know, maybe if Chris Paul leaves, or I'm sorry, not if Chris Paul <laughs> leaves, but if Chris Paul loses quickly 
and maybe if they get swept or if it's an ugly five games and he opts out, do you want him over there in New York? I'm just curious. Hell yeah, I'd take Chris Paul over there in New York. That's that's honestly probably the biggest piece that we're missing is a lead point guard who can play make and who can facilitate and help spread the floor for Randall um, because you don't want to put another big alongside of him who's really just who can't spread the floor or who could just clog up that mid-range area and post area where he likes to operate i know he's expanded his game to the three and things like that but i would love to have a lead guard like chris paul um on our team i don't care what the price is his i know his contract is at like what i think it's like 40 million whatever it is i don't care bring him along he's still has a track record of wherever he goes he makes that team better and he's a coach on the floor that you need so i, I would love to have chris paul yeah, who wouldn't? Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, we could talk about his age all you want, but he took right. both now OKC and the Phoenix Suns and overachieved their win total by, you know, like 30 for OKC and close to 15 for Phoenix. So this is a really good fucking team. Chris Paul is the reason these teams work. He's a fucking He's like a rain man with a basketball in his hands, just sees things that no one else can see. Who wouldn't want him in New York? You got a young core with Thibodeau. Thibodeau's like, look, we're looking for people who want to play every game. Chris Paul's like, oh, <laughs> no shit. Uh, me, me fucking too, dude. Uh, no nonsense. Doesn't take shit. I think that's a perfect matchup. At what cost, though? Because I feel like you have to overpay if you There's, want Chris What Paul. is overpaying in the NBA? What's cat worth? Yeah, to me, honestly, like... You would look at that Westbrook contract, the John Wall contract, the Chris Paul contract, and everybody was saying, oh, these are bad contracts, things like that. But for where the Knicks are at now, that you're a player or two away from really, really contending for um, a championship in the East, at least getting out of the East that way, I I mean, I wouldn't care what the price is. I mean, we've got his old agent, Leon Rose, there, who's in our front office now, so maybe they might be able to negotiate something different if it's an option, but... I really don't care what the price would be, to be honest, because he's exactly what we need. Like, point guard is our biggest need. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul going to New York Knicks makes probably the most sense in the world. Uh, I, I'd love it. I, I think that's an absolute winner, especially in the East. You can just pencil yourselves into the four seed for as long as you have Chris Paul on your team. Uh, last last matchup over here in the West. Last one. This is kind of the This is kind of the forgotten teams right uh we have denver versus portland these are two teams that no one is talking about right now no one i mean they're just when murray went down everyone you know uh, it was that toy that no one wants to play with denver became went from hot news to we went yep Jokic, no doubt mvp but i don't really give a fuck we don't expect them to get that far and then portland portland doesn't struggle to make the playoffs makes it cleanly and they draw denver i think this is where i don't really know which side everyone's gonna go i'm gonna take denver in six how do you guys feel i think yeah i think i'm gonna go with denver in seven i I like denver either way i think it's gonna be a closer series than you think only because i mean the the denver nuggets are gonna have who guarding dame lillard it better not be Composo, uh, you know, and I, I just don't know what they're going to do with him. And I think that that's worth a couple wins. Uh, ultimately, I think Jokic, Jokic would have to get it done, him and Michael Porter Jr. I guess MPJ is going to be the guy to watch in this series. You know, if they're going to do anything or go anywhere, it's going to be because he was giving them 26, 27 a game. 
So, uh, I like the Nuggets. I just think it might be a long series because they have no guards and they're playing a team that's super guard heavy. So, I'm going to go against the grain of what you guys said, and I'm going to take Portland in seven. Um, I just like the fact that Portland has been battle-tested, their main guys, for years. Um, Dame Willard and McCullough have been to a Western Conference final. They've gotten knocked out and swept in the first round, so they're not going to be scared of any kind of, you know, whatever Denver brings to them to the table. And Compazzo and Monte Morris in that backcourt, I'm not worried about either one of them um, being able to stop Dame. And Porter Jr., he's been playing great, but he doesn't have any type of experience in playoffs, and I think he has to be that next best player after Jokic consistently for them to even, like, have a chance. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be a competitive series, but in the end, I'm rocking with Dame. I don't see them getting knocked out in the first round. Um, Jokic has had a great year. He's going to get his. He's not going to be stopped, but I just like the depth of Portland more um, just to propel them in the second round. So I got the Blazers in seven. Look, uh, this is kind of one of the reasons I have the Lakers in five in this series is I believe they'll want the rest. We both we all think this is going to be a long series in Portland and Denver. That's the matchup. Whoever comes out of this gets the Lakers or Phoenix. I think that's part of it. We all think this is going to go a long time. I, I do. I do trust my. I do trust Michael Porter to put up points. I, I got a question. Do you, will both of these teams at some point in this series score over a hundred and forty points? What do you guys think? Yes. No. I, I say yes. Okay. I say yes. At least one yep. of the, one of the games I could see it happening because both of them are so offense heavy and both of their I mean Portland's defense is pretty much non-existent and they're really just trying to outscore each other. So I could see it um, where one of the games one of those teams reaches one forty for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you say, neither of these teams are that great on defense. I guess I could see it. I'm, I need to push back a little bit on this Portland and seven thing though. How? 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 <laughs> the, Portland has nothing to deal with MPJ and Jokic. I just don't see how they, they pull this one off. I mean, I just think that Canner and uh, what's his, what's the, the, what's the guy's name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, Nurk. Nurkish. Nurk. Yeah, Nurk. I mean, I think they'll do enough. Like I said, Jokic is still going to get his, um, but it's the same thing. Like, Denver has nobody to put on Dame and CJ who've been there and have gone against tough defenders. They've gotten them to the Western Conference Final. I don't see them being stopped at all. So between Covington, Dame, Melo, CJ, Nurkic, I I mean, I see them getting it done. I just don't see Jokic being the one to just get, like, put Denver on his back and get them over the top. Like, Porter Jr. is probably going to score and do his, but – I mean, I haven't seen him do it in the playoffs yet, so I just like Portland to come out. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, you know, and that's an underrated matchup. You just, you know, you spark something in my brain. You know, the Jokic versus Nurkic former teammates, right. you know, those Euro bigs, they always got some kind of beef with each other. I don't know. They're probably going to take that one very seriously. I just, I don't know. I could see, easily see this being like a 35-10-8 and, 35, 10 and 8 series for oh, Jokic. Jokic is going to eat. He, like I said, he's going to get his regardless. I just don't see, like, I don't think he'll have enough help versus what Dame has as far as help offensively. You know, if Denver was maybe a little bit better defensive team, 
Um, and if they had Jamal Murray, I would pick them for sure. If they win this series, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, I just feel more confident in what the Blazers have and you know offer to get to the next. This round. is the buffet series. Everyone's gonna eat. Who can eat more? That's yeah. what we're looking at. Who? This is a buffet series. No one has anyone that plays any defense really whatsoever. We bring up Cantor. He's like most famous for getting cooked alive in the playoffs. We bring up Denver as a whole unit. They don't give a fuck about defense. <laughs> so uh, I, I look. I'm, I just can't wait to turn this this game on and see scores that are like hundred and thunder, hundred and thirty to one hundred and twenty six. And you're like, holy shit! I uh, look. I can't for sure. Let's Overs. let me take a look real quick. They're gonna play the first game. Wow, over is light two twenty seven in the first game on Saturday ten thirty p.m. Uh, to, I think they definitely I, I, go over. Look, I think one team's going to be pushing 130 every single game. I don't think either team gets held to under 100 in a single one of these games. So I'm all, I'm, it's all fire. Same amount of points. They believe there'll be more points in the Celtics Nuggets than they do Blazers, uh, Celtics Nets than they do Blazers Nuggets. And I just don't even understand that. But um, who knows? Maybe we'll be surprised. All right. We ready to get busy over flipping into the east? Zell, Zell's Let's do hometown it. Let's here. Do it. Um, well, not hometown. I don't know where you're from. Sorry. Uh, your <laughs> team you like? You're, okay. No, you're right. Okay. That's okay. Br- Brooklyn, New York. Okay. That's that's why I rock with all New York teams. Well, you're let's right. start there with Brooklyn, New York. Um, Brooklyn has decided that they have so little fans. Uh, they sent a promo out today <laughs> that James Harden would pick up the price oh, of half of your ticket in Game One and Game Two. Oh man, that's true. Is that true? It's true. He was on an actual promo <laughs> coming out and saying like, "I will, yeah, exactly yeah. that. Like, I will help buy your tickets." And while wow, the Knicks sold out within Seconds. two days, the, the Knicks sold. Yeah. How? What's the price Half on off. those Nets tickets? <laughs> like, it, it. <laughs> uh, Harden's. It's all those hipsters in Brooklyn now, uh, man. Look, no one's been a Brooklyn fan forever. This is so funny. It is the funniest fucking thing. Bro, this is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. How do you have to let beg it, people to go watch that? I told you. I let told it be known. You, Leo, I told you. Bro. Let it be known. New York will always be. It's like the same thing in L.A. Like, the Lakers will always yes. be the main team in L.A. The Knicks will yeah, always people be. People are still pulling up to the Clippers Yeah, if they play games. the Lakers. I mean, people are pulling up to the Nets games, but it's like, yeah, they got fans, but it's not really like anybody who's been a fan since like you know the 80s and the 90s like the Knicks are just so deep rooted and especially because you know we've been out of relevancy for the last eight years majority of this last decade so now that we're in like there'll probably be more Knicks fans at the Nets game here's the crazier part they're playing Boston so that's not that far away there are so few net fans so few that they're basically gonna rely on Boston fans to fill that stadium and Boston, they don't really want to go to that stadium and watch their team lose to Kyrie. So it is a complete conundrum. And it when I saw that promo this morning, I laughed. I fucking chuckled like an idiot. I was like, you bring in James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, and it, you go, holy shit, we're the second seed. We're, we're in the playoffs. Here we go, first round. And you look at your ticket sales a day. A day before you play. And the result of looking at those ticket sales is, hey, Harden, what if we run some goofy fucking promo telling everyone that you're going to pay for half their ticket? Like, anyone gives a fuck. 
you you want to just do that? Maybe we'll get a couple more people. I mean, they're begging for people to come to a playoff game. It's a hundred and like eighty dollars to go see Washington play the Seventy Sixers near me. It's the fucking Wizards. You're in New York, the most populous city in the United States, and you can't get anyone to go see three of the top ten players in the NBA. Hell, fucking hilarious! Hilarious! Wow! Two fucking. Players. I know. Now I know that a couple sad matters. And I know, like, no disrespect, obviously they have a great, uh, you know, trio trio of superstars and things like that. But the fact that they're, you know, using James Harden to try to sell tickets for a playoff game when last year there was a bubble playoffs and teams that weren't even allowed to have fans in their arena is just wild. I thought they would have definitely sold out in seconds. But, yeah, that that's just wild. Poverty franchise. Um, all right, let's get our... Matt, are you going to be in the building for, for a little... Wizard Sixers uh, game three. I might. I, I'm I'm debating if I'm going to a game. Uh, I've been trying to. Full disclosure, I'm trying to buy a pool, so I've been saving some scribble for that. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I was way like, more pricey too, it's, it's, for sure. So materials right now are a giant pile of shit. So I'm just sitting on that. But not that everyone needs to know my life like that. But now you know how it is. Um, I would love to go. If I decide to put that off, I may go. A lot of the people that I go with moved out to Cali that I would like go to basketball games with moved out to Cali. So I kind of lost a big chunk of my crew that I do that with anyway. So um, I'm kind of on an island now. So I may as well build my water. Um, Boston, New York Knicks. Uh, I mean, New York uh, Nets. Four. See? Fuck them. Four. Uh, how, how, oh, yeah. <laughs> four. All right. Four. Are we all universal you know, in four? Boston's up out of Unless Tatum Boston, goes for yeah. 60. Four. Oh, yeah. Tatum four. goes for 60. Uh, four. Five. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Tatum's going to have 200 points in four games and lose all of them. And that's in four. All right. Let's. I don't think there's anything to analyze here. Boston really hasn't wanted to play for a while. All right. I'm going to save the Knicks for last here uh, so we can come at this. That works for me. All right. Let's flip to the other revenge game here. Milwaukee and Miami. This has been touted as <laughs> Milwaukee's chance at redemption. Uh, Miami kind of put them in that this is the same Milwaukee team over and over again. I saw a stat the other day that said Jimmy Butler has, out of the nine times that Miami has played Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly, Jimmy Butler has only played one of those games. So he sat specifically for every one of them to give them nothing on him. The one he did play was against Milwaukee. They did win. So now we go into this, and I'm going to tell you what, I haven't seen shit to change my mind. Miami in six. Whoosh, whoosh. I and I, I I'm gonna say Bucks in seven. So on the last pod, and I'm a, a big believer again in Milwaukee needs to show me something come playoff time. And after we've seen them go backwards from Eastern Conference Final to the semis, get knocked down the first round, like I just can't see that happening again. And then losing to the same team back to back seasons. And after how they embarrass you guys in the bubble, I think that they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. Um, love the additions of Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. They got Bobby Porter's coming off the bench. Um, DiVincenzo has stepped up. Um, Brooke Lopez is still doing his thing. Middleton, um, obviously carrying the load offensively also, too. So I'm going to say Bucks in seven, because if they lose in the first round after they just gave away 
no disrespect to Drew, but three first rounders for him and made those other additions, like they just keep taking step backwards and then Budenholzer is definitely going to get fired if that were the case. So I just think they went all in this off season. So I, I just can't see them losing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did because Miami's got some dogs. Everybody knows that they play hard. They're gritty. Spolstra is a top five coach in the league easily, but I'm, I'm going to rock with the Bucks in seven. Um, can't see them losing back-to-back years to the same team like that. So, I think the Bucks are going to win this one, and I don't think that it's going to be that difficult. Uh, I think that they're either going to win in five or six. Uh, I think that, like you say, Giannis isn't about to lose to this team twice, but more importantly than the stupid you know, revenge storyline, I think that Drew Holiday makes a huge difference on this team if the coaching isn't stupid you know what I mean like if building the wall against Giannis and not letting him get into the paint is the way to stop the Bucks in the past then I would assume that they're going to let Drew Holiday initiate some of that offense and get the ball to Giannis down near the block down in the paint you know get get the ball to him in a position where you can't just build a wall now, maybe that's assuming a lot that Budenholzer is going to make those adjustments because he hasn't made adjustments really in the past. But I got to assume that you brought in Holiday for a reason. In my head, the reason is, you know, you, you build that wall. We have something that, you know, can work around that. Yeah, I, I think Bucks in five or six, and I think the Bucks are going, they, they could be going on a finals run. The mind of Jimmy Butler will not be stopped. Will mm-hmm. not be stopped. This is heat culture. The heat goes up. The Milwaukee Bucks fold again. Bada bing. I'm done with it. I'm done with Giannis. I'm done with this Bucks team. I think that head coach, uh, Budenholzer, is kind of a big idiot as well. So I'm taking Spolster. I'm taking the better coach. I'm taking the better player. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you going to do? The better what? Player. (sighs) He's a smarter basketball player. Man, uh, the I, guy who you got to win one playoff game. You I'm, want Giannis? You want Butler? All right. I want. Giannis. I like Jimmy's mentality I more. I like mm-hmm. you to have that mm-hmm. dog ass mentality. Mm-hmm. Him, Chris Paul. Um, so you're just talking like one playoff I've seen them game, play each like other. game seven. That's it. Winner going like this playing tournament. I would take Jimmy, but mm-hmm. overall, Giannis is the better. Give me the dog. Oh, Look, all I'm saying is if you're going to – they're mm-hmm. both defensive player of the year candidates. So if you're getting a defensive player of the year candidate either way, I'm going to take the one that might give me sure. 35 and 22 in, instead of the 26 and, and 5 that Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to get Jimmy's going to put everyone in a, in a little basket mentally and push that shit downriver. That is I'm, – I'm all over it. I have a Butler jersey. We'll see. I, I don't think Giannis is – that guy. I, I don't think that he's that guy that Jimmy's going to get in his head and, you know, he's going to fold up. I, I don't see Giannis yeah, as that I'm, guy. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking unbelievably excited for this series. I really, really wish that Oladipo was healthy because that would have been a really, really fucking great oh, yeah, addition for, for them sure. off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but that's shut down. All right. Second to last team. My 76ers. I'm back, baby. I'm back. My 76ers. My champion for the whole thing. I got 76ers and four over Washington. 
fuck everything about the Washington Wizards. I'm turning on them. 76 is my baby. Let's do it. Yeah, um, there's not much to talk about here. Philly in, in four. I, I hope Philly in four. The only way that it's not Philly in four is if, you know, Russ is averaging that 30, 15, and 15, and Beal's averaging 30, and even then, well, yeah. Philly in four. Yeah, I got six in four, too, man. Um, no disrespect to Westbrook and Beal. They just don't have enough, and Philly's got too many guys over there who are versatile on both ends of the floor. Not too much to say besides Wizards about to get swept, so – you're going to put I need MB to 100. average like 40 yeah. and 20 on Look, some Shaq shit. Like I need that. I need David that. Bertans is the big man that's going to go up against. No, nah, it's it's, it's going to be Len Len no, no, yeah, yeah, Lennon, yeah, yeah. Gafford. Gafford. Lennon Gafford. Well, after they foul out in the first half, <laughs> it's <laughs> Bertans is the goofiest looking dude on the court at all times. At any point in time, I expect him to do some weird shit where both of his shoulders touch together and he squeezes between people and goes to the basket. He looks fucking so goddamn weird. He has the smallest shoulders of anyone over 6'10 on the entire planet. He looks like he could just fold up nice and neat like into a pocket and disappear. And that's what he does most nights. I don't think Phil... I think that Washington does not have the physicality to match Philly. Philly is rested now. You've got... The Philly just has an onslaught of talent. And a lot of it's defensive. And what we've seen in these play-in games is... Uh, they're letting them have at each other. The fouls they are not calling for compared to the regular season is somewhat hysterical because players are, like, getting thrown to the ground and the refs are looking at them like, get the fuck up. (laughs) We're not blowing shit dead. I think there have been a lot of fucking good officiating. Just letting it ride. Let them play. And if they let them play, there isn't a person in the East that's as big and strong as Joel Embiid. And you're right. 40 and 20, the only problem is he's not going to be playing in these fourth quarters. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be 116 to 76 going into the third, going into the fourth. And they're going to be like, all right, Joel, sit. And Simmons, sit, I guess. We'll just wait and see what happens so we all got to sweep an uneventfully yeah i just love that doc's holding that team accountable and i think he was like their biggest offseason acquisition because i feel like brett brown was kind of just letting them do whatever he didn't really care he pushed over and doc is just letting them know like nah this is no game no bullshit like that team has too much talent to not be making it to the eastern conference finals so period period they actually see that's the biggest thing for me they actually have a coach I, i mean Brett Brown was terrible. Honestly, if you look back, like, so I, I every once in a while, because it irritates the shit out of me, I look back at the Philly team for when Toronto won right. the whole mm-hmm. thing. That lineup that Philly had of Butler, Simmons, Embiid, Harris, J.J. Redick, I know I'm missing one, um, Covington, it, 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 what are you doing losing any games? I mean, that was sinister. And Brett Brown squandered the shit sure out did. of that. This year, yeah, I, I, it made me so angry. I was trying to get on the Philly bandwagon like a hundred times, and I kept falling off because every time I watch Brett Brown, I'm like, I would much rather just like microwave butter and throw it in my face <laughs> than fucking watch Brett Brown play anymore. I was so fucking sick of it. A hot butter to the eyes is, is a better option than watching Brett Brown try to navigate five all-star players. Um, all right, let's, let's flip. 
Go ahead. Yeah. I got a quick trivia question for you guys before we move on. Can you guys guess this player? Five-year, $80 million contract signed last offseason, averaging 11 points, three rebounds, less than That's one assist be per Tom. game. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, for Tom <laughs> on the Bertans. back, that had to be him, to be a shooter. Yeah. Eighty million. Eighty million. This is it's the funniest goddamn thing in the world. You're like, oh, we got Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and they're like, and the third member of the big three, Bertans. <laughs> the third just the man contract year, Bertans. Let me go get your money. Spot up. Slush. Yeah. You're good for it. It's so fucking funny. I love it. And and they're like, is that all you do? Is t- you can't make your own shot? You're only good at spotting up threes? And he's like, yeah, and I can be cold, <laughs> and this can be terrible. And they're like, you know what? We love it. We're the Wizards. Let's do it. Um, all right. That bad, 80. 80 that million. Got money. Look. They, <laughs> yeah, that's another great one. My bad, Dom. Uh, that's a low blow. That hurts. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw a low blow like that. Yeah, look. No, that's funny. Any team that you know signs a contract like that deserves it. Um, all right. Out of the gutter. Into outer space, the New York yeah. squad. Yeah, there it is. Versus the young blood, Trey Young. Zell, go ahead and take us through it. Man, this is for John Starks, Patrick Ewing, Charlie Ward, Greg Anthony, Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, Mello, Nixon Seven. Man, they're gonna close this one out in the Garden. Game Seven, Garden's gonna be rocking. No disrespect to the Hawks at all. Um, they have hella offensive firepower. Um, I know we swept them during the regular season, but I, that really doesn't matter come postseason. Um, I just think Thibs is going to have them ready to go like he has all season. Uh, defensively, we're going to stay locked in. And hopefully, I mean, Trey's, Trey's probably going to get his. We just got to make it difficult for him and rough him up some, you know. Um, I just don't, what I really don't want is, the Bogdanovich or the John Collins going crazy for like 25, 30, because that's what's really going to hurt us. But in the end, I just think we'll, we'll get them in seven. Um, They have nobody to guard Randall. So that'll be tough for them. He's averaged, I think like 35, 10 and six again, six versus them this season. And we're healthy. And I think hopefully Mitch Robinson might be back at some point in this series. That gives us another body down there to um, help rebound and bang with Capella. But I, I got to go with the squad in seven, man. We 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 not going to lose this first round. So I got one question mm-hmm. for you: What game in the series does Thibodeau get sick of Trey Young and tells Taj Gibson to go fuck him up? <laughs> uh, probably game three. I, game? I say game three, game, game three? three, game three in Atlanta, that first one in Atlanta, because he's probably going to try them antics up in the garden. Um, and then yep. game three, he going to be, we're on the road. Let's go ahead and send a message because Ty's already out there trying to be mercenary and stuff sometimes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, probably game three. That tip, Tibbs got him on the bench for one reason. If it, it Like, it's a hockey. He's the goon. You go in there and you fuck that guy up. <laughs> if you get a foul, we don't give a fuck. Go handle him. Throw him to the ground. Throw him to the ground twice so he gets the message. Take the tech. We do not care. Go put Trey Young's little ass in the earth. And I, I look, I, I, it may be game one. Tim <laughs> starts right. him. And it's like, 
just handle him. The second he goes to the lane, I want a 1980s foul. <laughs> I want Trey Young rolling around like a bag in the wind. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Leo, where do you think this goes? You know, just like with with Patrick Ewing, with Allen Houston, John Starks, all the Knicks greats from the 90s that Denzel just mentioned, I think they have a lot in common with this year's uh, New York team, not only in style, but ultimately in results. Because I think just like those Knicks teams, this team isn't going to win shit. Uh, I like <laughs> I like the Atlanta Hawks. Dirty motherfucker. <laughs> I like the Hawks in six games. Uh, you know, I did have Hawks in seven. I changed I changed it up a little bit. I'm going Hawks in six. I think they got way too much offense. We'll see. You know, the game slows down in the playoffs. If you told me that the Knicks won this in seven, I wouldn't be shocked. But I just think that they're not going to be able to keep up with Atlanta if Trey and Bogdanovich and Gallinari and Hunter, if all these boys are raining threes, I just don't see the Knicks keeping up with them. I'm going Knicks in six. Love it. Chopping wood. Love it. Young, Trey Young, adjusting to the playoffs. It's not there. He doesn't get the cause. He pouts a little bit. It costs him games. It happens with these young bloods. I like Thibodeau to have them steeled, have them ready. No, they don't have the upside firepower that Atlanta have, but they have something that I am preaching this whole playoff. Grit, grind, get it done. Get in there, get out. Let's go, Knicks. I'm going Knicks and six. I'm taking the grit team the whole way. I'm taking all these gritty teams. That's what I'm going. That's going to be my theme. It's a tough year. We need tough players. I want them on my squad. I'm not betting against weak-minded fools. That's it. Man, Knicks the fact six. that we made the playoffs from being a Vegas over-under, like, 22 wins, you know, to start the season is just a blessing in itself. So I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, we gonna win this first round, and then we'll see what happens in the off season. Cause we ain't beating Philly, so <laughs> um, we, yeah, we definitely yeah. beating Philly. But I, I'll take it. It's a step in the right direction, a big step in the right direction. So, all right, I got one one more thing, and then we'll cut out of here. Besides the Lakers game, Leo, obviously, what series are you most looking forward to? Hmm. I think Clippers-Dallas is the one that I'm looking forward to the most just because those teams, I, when I watched that series last year, I got the vibe that they really don't like each other. And, you know, there's a difference between basketball, I don't like you, and I really don't like you. And that, that series gave me the, I really, like, I actually don't like you. Like, I wouldn't shake your hand on the street. Like, it gave me that kind of vibe. And if I read the vibe correctly, I think it's going to be a chippy series. I think there's going to be a lot of technicals, a lot of flagrant fouls. And so yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that's playoff basketball. That's what I'm hyped for. Zo, what are you looking yeah, at? Yeah. Obviously, can't pick no, them. No, no, no. Yeah, no, nah, I was going to pick them, but I'm going to do the same as Leo, but I have a 1A and 1B selection. So, so the things that he said with that Clippers Mavs series, especially because they played in the bubble, things definitely got chippy. I know. Uh, it was uh, Marcus Morris and Luca. I know got into it too. And Luca was going at them physically. He wasn't backing down. I feel like Kawhi and PG, like I had mentioned earlier, aren't gonna are gonna try to punk him again. So I'm gonna look forward to that one. But also Portland Denver. I'm really really gonna be watching and keening on that series too, just to see because 
again, like I said, I can't see Damon CJ losing in that first round, but I know Jokic has been going crazy this season, um, MVP. So I'm really going to be interested to see if he can carry them and propel them out of the first round without Murray. So those 1A and 1B, you can flip-flop them, toss them, but those are the two series I'm most interested in. I am going to be hunting that Miami-Milwaukee series. I want to know what we're getting out of Miami, and Milwaukee's got a fuckload on the line. Um, I really want to see the adjustments each team makes. I want to see how Giannis comes out. Does Philly? Does Miami just back off him entirely and try to make him shoot those threes and make him settle? Does Giannis tell everyone that's not how this playoff's going to go? I'm watching that as a Hawks view. The team I'll be rooting for the whole way is the Sixers. And let's go ahead and do it to round this out. Leo, who's winning the whole thing? Mm. Yeah, you, you don't even <laughs> have a favorite here, right? The Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers with the back-to-back championships. That's what I'm going with. All right. Zell? So I got to stick with what I said, you know, when the year started. I said the Lakers are going to. Whoever they play, they're going to win the title um, as long as they're healthy. So, and I feel like with playoffs, they're getting you know healthy as the right at the right time. So I, I'm just going to stick to that. I said Lakers are going to repeat um, as champs. I am back on my bullshit. I'm going full 76ers. <laughs> ride pony ride. Okay, I've got That's one all... question for you guys before we get out of here. Yeah, what player? Once this, the whole playoffs is over, once the champion is crowned, what player are we going to sit back and say that guy increased his stock, you know, the most in this offseason or in this playoffs? Like, I think last year it was Luka. You know, at, at the end of the playoffs, mm-hmm. we said, that guy, yeah. Luka, man, he's on some shit. So who's that yeah. guy this year? Uh, you know, he's going to get the MVP this year. It could be could be Jokic. Just my, my opinion on two people. I think it's going to be either Jokic, and this is this is for me. This is my leap here. I we get what Jokic can do in the regular season. We saw it. Does the star continue? Uh, but and, and this guy should have been the MVP this year. But if Joel Embiid goes into these playoffs like we think he should and handles his business, we are going to be talking about him as this guy can win you any single game. And I'm saying that elevates him from superstar to. You're in the pantheon right now of the top three, four players every single year. As long as you have Joel Embiid, you can win any single game. Yeah, I, I don't want to pick you back, but that's who I was going to pick anyway, Embiid. Um, I know he hears the talk about, oh, he's not in shape, or oh, he always looks like he's breathing heavy. And I feel like Doc is going to be in his ear talking shit like he did to KG back in 08. Like, you hear this noise to get him amped up, and I feel like he's going to put his stamp on these playoffs and show how Shaq-like dominant he can be um, and unstoppable that he could be in the league. So I'm going to rock with Embiid, too. All right, I'm I'm going a different direction. I'm going with the boy James Harden. I think... Exactly, exactly. And that's how a lot of people (laughs) feel about him. I think by the time these playoffs end, it's going to be a conversation of, is James Harden now the best player in the NBA? That's that's what we're going to get on SportsCenter the day after the finals. All right. Well, that does it for us. You can find us online. You can find us on Twitter. Pick and play, 37. Pick and scroll. Zell, I can't remember yours. Can you give that out for everybody? Yeah, it's Zell underscore five. That's so simple. Um, I should have gotten that. Uh, I should have fucking looked at it. I'm an idiot. You good, bro. You good. All right. Uh, All good. Well...
Stay safe out there. If you're about it, get your vaccine shot. Stay safe. If you're not about it, pretend like you are so we can all go back out in these full stadiums. You know, we can all just be maskless. Shit's wonderful. Um, I'm walking around now without a mask, and I'm like, this shit is so crazy. Um, but stay safe. Uh, remember, rate, subscribe, review. We'll be back with a, basically, I'd say, a podcast a week here for y'all. So take care. Rate, subscribe, review. Peace.